and welcome to another episode of Inspired by Yarra. This is the podcast that's been created to enhance, connect and inspire the Yarra Valley Grammar community and beyond. So wherever you're listening from today, thank you for tuning in. My name's Paul Joy and together with our team here at Yarra, I'm delighted to present to you another conversation with a Yarra old grammarian, a yog as we track some of their memories, the highs and the lows, the twists and the turns of their time here at Yarra. And today, I wanna share a conversation that I had with Natasha Wilkinson from the class of 1989. Natasha was one of a small number, relatively, a small number of girls who joined us uh, just for year 11 and year 12, and sort of went down the business and accounting line and fascinating journey as life has taken her to a variety of different pursuits and different interests. It's great to catch up with our yogs. And if you indeed are a yog, a Yarra old grammarian, or you know one, or you're part of our wider community, we continue to find ways to stay in touch and to keep in contact. There's a whole range of ways, and, and most of them are available via the yvg.vic.edu.au website. Check it out come in and see us, make a comment. If you like this conversation, this podcast, please like it and share it and give us a rating and review if you like. Pass it on to somebody else who you know might be interested as well. But today, we're sitting down with Natasha Wilkinson. On with the show. Welcome back to another episode of Inspired by Yarra. And as we do each episode, we get the opportunity to sit down with a Yarra old grammarian. A yog. And today we're going back to 1989, the class of 1989. And dare I say that is 30 <laughs> years ago. Natasha Wilkinson is here with me. Welcome, Natasha. Thank you very much, Paul. Welcome back to Yarra. Yes. Now you were here some 30 odd years ago. And uh, I wonder if you could reflect for us, tell us a little bit about when did you start and what was it like? What are your early memories of Yarra? I think um, we. St I started in 1987 and came to Yarra as one of the, one of the girls for the two years. I can remember walking in Yarra and feeling probably very proud that I think I had that achievement to come to Yarra. Mm -hmm. You know, there was always a smile. Um, there was it was very welcoming. I remember the boys opening the doors for us and and treating us a little bit like princesses. I don't know if that lasted much, well, it lasted a while, but then there became the friendships and those friendships has con have continued for 30 years. So. That's fantastic. The Class of 89 uh, are a fairly social group and a close-knit group. That's correct. And, in fact, this year is your 30-year anniversary, your reunion. Yes. Do you anticipate that a lot of that group would make the effort to be there? Yeah, I, I really do. Um, and those that can't make it are already showing their disappointment that they won't be there and sending everyone love and things like that. So our 20-year reunion, we it was a big, mm. big group, and um, I can see the 30-year reunion being the same. Look, we, we socialise anyway. So, right, okay. so we're we're very connected anyway. we're connected anyway. So, um, for us, I pro I suppose it's just another party to get those that we don't see as often, but yeah. hear from and speak to, um, back in and just see where we're all at and what we've all been doing and continue with the banter and the friendship. Sure. So when you were here, uh, year eleven, year twelve, there would have been less girls than boys. 
Yes. And yes. what sort of subject range could you choose from? And what did you choose? Oh, you could choose anything. Choose anything? Yeah. And what, yep. what was kind of, where was, where was your um, niche? I was probably more of business. So I did accounting, I did biology, um, I did history maybe. I don't know why I did history. We did it with Mr Hocking and my boyfriend at the time was probably in history. So, But it was a fun <laughs> subject. You know, um, I did German because I have a German heritage and um, – but you could do anything. I could have been drunk. You could have – it was – the world was your oyster at Yarra. We had – you could have done food tech. You could have done drama. You could have done performance arts, yeah. you know, and you had all the academics as well. So – You've been at another school, another secondary school before coming to Yarra. Yes. Why did you choose Yarra? Why did you want to come to Yarra? What, what was on offer or what was kind of – what did you think was on offer that made you interested in trying to come to Yarra for Year 11? Probably my own personality, which is still bugging me now. Tell me more um, about that. I always, I don't know, I seem to always want to prove myself and be able to get something that I think is better. Okay. Um, I loved my other secondary school. I had great um, friends there and still have friends. We actually have their 30-year reunion the day before the Yarra one. And will you go to that? Yeah, and I'll go to that. Beautiful. Um, but... For me, it sounds a bit funny maybe, but all my male cousins all came to Yarra and it was a challenge for me to be able to see whether I could get into Yarra and, and have that same experience that they were all experiencing and the opportunities that I could see that they were all getting. Right. Um, so, so you'd heard about it. It, mm. was, it was in your kind of scope of, of understanding. Yes. And then you said, I want. That. To push myself, I want to yep. reach a bit higher. Yeah. Wow. That's yep. motivated. <laughs> yeah, probably. But it was, yeah, it was a challenge. It was something that, mum, can I do this? And mum and dad, I know, put themselves out to be able to send me to Yarra. And mm. then my brothers came to Yarra. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so. So tell me a little bit about home life. What did home life look like? Uh, both the suburb, what did you gather around the family meal table? What was, uh, how many were there? Home life was very basic. Um, we call my, you know, we had a song for Dad, which is the Jimmy Barnes song, which is the working class man, um, a simple man, you know, and he was. We had a flower farm in Montrose. I mm -hmm. still live in Montrose. Um, two brothers, younger brothers. We, um, we wanted for nothing, but we went to Phillip Island every school holidays um, and I think our one family holiday, we drove to Queensland. Mm -hmm. So we'd never had the, the things that we do today. Mm -hmm. You know, my children have been to Paris. Right. <laughs> they've been to Hong yes. Kong. They've been, to, you know, they've yeah. been everywhere sort of already and they're only 15 and 16. But back then it was, it was simple, but it was lovely. We had all the parties at my place. So, you know, the before parties before the school socials, everything, everyone came to, to our place and mm. we really had a great time. Um, so, yeah, life was simple but easy and enjoyable and I think all of, all of the girls felt like that and the boys enabled us to feel like that. They, it didn't matter what financially where, the, where our homes were or where our families were, we were accepted at Yarra mm. and we all just enjoyed it. That's great. So, so, dare I say, it didn't feel like there was judgment going on. No. Both 
across the genders, but also in socioeconomic, where you fit in that that scale. If there is in that in fact a scale, yeah, it was you are who you are, yeah, and let's just take that at face value, and and generally we all get along. Yeah, absolutely, and we were given all the opportunities. If you wanted an opportunity, you took it. Yeah, and you, and you could do whatever you wanted at Yarra. That's fantastic. We're. Uh, having a conversation with Natasha Wilkinson from the class of 1989. Um, Natasha, you've shared a little bit about your time here at school and you talked about your subjects. What about just outside of the classroom? Were there other pursuits, other things that you're interested in, the co-curricular type of activities? I know sport might have been part of it. Was drama part of your repertoire? What other things was school life like? So I was pretty heavily involved in sport. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the basketball team and in the tennis team, um, swimming. The so athletics. we're playing Saturday sport back then. No, the okay. girls were Wednesdays. Oh, Wednesday yeah. afternoon. The girls were Wednesdays afternoon. Okay, yeah. and you'd get on a bus and you'd go and play another yeah. school. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we weren't. We our weekends weren't impacted, probably. Um, so we could still play. With our community you know, bas- sport with our and community whatever. sports. Okay, yeah. right, yeah. right. Yeah, we could. Okay. So. Now you, you've you mentioned there you've got some children of your own. I do. Okay. And if you can think back to when you were growing up in yep. secondary school and yep. particularly your time here at Yarra, yeah. what do you understand to be different as a young person growing up today in the, you know, the 2019, 2020s mm. compared to when you were going through, you know, adolescence and then growing through the the later stages of school? Well, it's probably pretty obvious social media um, and not having the opportunity to to switch off. Okay. Um, For us, if we had a tiff or something at the schoolyard, you know, you'd write a letter to that person or you'd have a little bit of a say and you'd go home, you'd sleep on it. Um, you couldn't bring everybody into it because you didn't have the opportunity to text it around everywhere or put it all on social media or put it on Snapchat or anything. So we were able to probably um, consolidate mishaps a lot mm-hmm. a lot easier. And then move on. And then move on. Yeah. And not remember it because nowadays, you know, what happened if you posted it a year ago, it comes up the mm. next, you know, so all of a sudden that all those feelings and everything come up again. Some are good yes. and some are beautiful memories to remember. Some are maybe not so fantastic memories. But I think the kids today and what I'm finding is, you know, just working with Brittany and Cooper myself and my husband is that ability to not turn off and the need for the kids these days to say, oh, I'm shutting down Facebook or I'm shutting down Snapchat mm. or I'm not, I just need some time off it. Whereas that was probably more person-centric. I need a bit of time away from you because we're having a moment. Now it's I need time away from the world Mm. to just bring myself back up. Mm. It's changed. It's really changed. Mm. It's it's challenging every day. Mm. And just the mere fact that the the kids can actually ring you from school too nowadays, you know. So you hear about an incident right then and there. You as the parent. You as the parent. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, there's other things that I then find absolutely fantastic, the communication that you can have with teachers these days and how involved they do get in that personality of of a person and, and really cherish everybody individually. Um that experience has been amazing and then also the 
the knowledge that you can get from other people now. I think we're much more open and we do communicate a lot more about our feelings and how we're thinking or what we need as a person Mm. um, instead of maybe putting everything under the carpet, which I think used to happen probably mm. a little bit more. But, yeah, so there, there's good and bad. You know, I'm I'm a big social media person and love social media, but I also see it's, it, it's pitfalls. Yes. And I dare say if we were to go back into to your day finishing school, there would be times there where we would think, there were great times and great memories. There were also some challenges in those days oh, too. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Tell me then as you finished year 12, yep. um, whether you remember a number or not, did you perform as well as you had hoped? Did you reach the, the – because you've come from another school, you wanted to challenge yourself, you set yourself some big goals. Did you Did you reach it? Oh, Paul, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was straight A's at my previous school. Okay. Um came to Yarra and probably mum and dad, although they thought it was, you know, for me socially and for me as a person and for my where I've gone now, absolutely fantastic. But I can remember the day that I got my VCE scores, mum and dad left the house. They didn't want to know. And it probably wasn't what what it should have been. Right, okay. Um, So I had to go to Ballarat University instead of going to maybe Monash or Melbourne where I would have wanted to go. Um, because I didn't perform as well as what I should have. Okay. I um, had a fantastic two years. Mm-hmm. I still passed and mm-hmm. I still got into the course that I wanted. Um, did I learn a lot in those two years uh, from a personal perspective? Yes. Did I? Did that score in the end um, put me where I am today? I don't think so. Um, did it matter where I've reached today? Probably not. Okay. But did I get into the course? Yes, I did. Did I have to push myself? Yes, I did. Um, did I enjoy my my time at Ballarat University? Yes, I did. And then did I get the next job that I wanted? Yes, I did. Um, did people ask me where I came from and what school I went to? Yes. And do they still do that today? Yes. And does that give me more, is it credence, I think? Yes, it does. Okay. So I think my two years at Yarra has given me so much more than just two years of education. Mm. Um, Probably my confidence that I had from Yarra, my resilience that I got from Yarra, all of that has enabled me to go, oh, gee, I didn't do too well there. But, you know, I got this and that. And then I've been able to move up in the career that I wanted anyway. So I, I love where this conversation is going. You're asking your own questions and oh, answering sorry. them. No, I oh, love sorry. it. I love it. <laughs> this is the best interview ever. Oh, God. <laughs> that is I, – I do. there's a couple of things in there that I, I want to just go back to yeah, if sure. I can. Um, because no doubt whether you felt it at the time, whether your parents uh, – just by their observation or their reflection shared with you, there was some disappointment oh, around absolutely. the results that you thought you were going to get versus what you did get. Yeah. But, and this would be an encouragement. I passed English though. I was really wrapped with that. Excellent. <laughs> was that a bit touch and go for oh, a while? Oh, absolutely. And was still it? is now. <laughs> right. Um, however, you didn't let that stop you. No. It 
didn't pan out exactly how you had hoped. No. You had to travel to go to uni and yep. so forth. And yet you did it anyway. Yeah. And I love that. And you, you used the term resilience mm. and, and there was some grit in there and you had to go, because of the person who you are and who you became, mm. you needed to keep pushing. Yeah. Tell me you went to uni and then what, what were you studying at uni and then where did that lead? So I was studying accounting at university. So I did a major in accounting and also a major in IT. And so you went to Ballarat? I went to Ballarat. Did you, you had to board in Ballarat? Is that sort of? I had to board so in Ballarat. So that's part of the growth. Yeah. And I boarded with two fantastic male friends from Yarra from that oh, year. Right. They okay. came up to Ballarat as well and we had lots of fun times in that house, mm-hmm. lots of scary times in that house, right. lots of stories that we all still talk about today. Yes. Um, and no doubt they're getting bigger and bigger. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> we elaborate on them even more now. <laughs> but some really great times as well. Right. So, yes. Yeah. Okay. And so accounting, biz, bit of business. Yes, business. And then did you work in that field? Then I worked in, that was my first job. So I came out and worked for an insurance company in accounting. Back in Melbourne? Back in Melbourne. Okay. Yeah. And that yeah. felt better to come home? Um... Yeah, it felt better. I was never probably my nose. I could have broken my nose in Ballarat. It was freezing. Right. Yeah. Didn't, didn't like the <laughs> so, cold. Didn't like the cold. Um, and Melbourne was yeah. My family was still home. I was still coming home every weekend, pretty much from Ballarat and working my three jobs. So I was right. I was working anyway. Okay. And um, studying up there, had some great friends up there, and we used to have Tuesday bread and watch Bold and the Beautiful. You mm, know. So, mm. but. Um, and still have contact with some of my uni friends as well. Yeah, great. So. You've worked down in Melbourne for a little while in accounting. Yep. Yes. And but you you're not an accountant now. No. Not officially. Your no, title not at officially, least. No. So what happened after accounting? Why did you? Oh, I couldn't cope with being one cent out. So it it was doing my head in. Oh, okay. Yeah. In terms of keeping the numbers. Yeah. So there was yep. a a perfectionist nature there. Yeah, but I wouldn't call myself a perfectionist, but there was that need to have it perfect and I probably felt bored. I needed to be, have more interaction with people. Right. Okay. Um, yep. Yeah. So. so you know yourself. Yeah. And in that moment you're spending a lot of time with numbers. Yes. And you don't always make them work the way you want them to. Yeah. And so I need more people. Yeah. And, and so where people. did you go then? So then from there, I actually went overseas. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and um, travelled for about three months overseas. So right. I did a couple of Kentucky tours. Yep. My first, um, my first, I'd never been out of Australia. So I'd never really been out of Phillip Island. That was overseas for me. Yes. <laughs> um, my first stop was Egypt. I wanted wow. to go to Egypt. So I went Throwing there. Throwing yourself right into it. Threw myself right in, saw cows in the gutter, saw, yeah, just saw a completely different world, but yep. it was an amazing world, a very old, um, amazing world. Just mm. what the people did in Egypt was unbelievable. And then throughout my tours throughout Europe, I, Egypt kept popping up okay, everywhere, yes. so with the obelisks and everything like that. So right. it was, yeah, so I did that um, and I went to an IT company sort and went back and did marketing. So I did a diploma of marketing and then I went into um, the marketing side of business. Right. Mm. But that's not what you're doing now. No. So you had another change in there and, and <laughs> yeah. as life does. And, and it seems to me that you've had to develop a, an ability to, to pivot and be flexible. Yeah. Because that's your character. That's yes. your nature. You, yeah. You're not going to... 
um, keep doing the same thing over and over just for the sake of it. No. You're looking for the next challenge and yeah. something new. Yeah. So after that, is it now what you're doing now or is there a, after travels, where yeah, did you so go? Travels, where did you so travels I went to IT and I was in IT yep. then for 10 years and we had um, in marketing type yep. thing. Um, then I was made redundant. Okay. And I thought, right, my children were four and five, so going into primary school. And I had a month off for Brittany. She used to come and travel with me up to Sydney and mm. work on my desk with me in a pram. And I had two months off for Cooper. And I thought, right, it's time to actually be a mum. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to take the year off and get them into primary school and mm. just be a mum. Um, my husband continues to say I'm a better mum with a, being a working mum. Okay, yeah, um, that could be a thing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I um, I was able to work part time, and my mum is very close with us, so she looked after the kids if I did have to go into the office. Mm. And so I've never had them at childcare, so I've always had my family around me, which has been fantastic looking after them. But then. A girlfriend asked me to come into the aged care industry because they had two computers and she wanted to get it digitalised. So I went and worked there and um, then they asked me to be their care, man care administration manager, then they asked me to be their operations manager, mm. then they asked me to be the acting CEO and I said no. Um, I said I'll be your CEO but I'm not going to be your acting CEO because okay, there's too much right. that needs to be done and I'm not going to do all your dirty work and then be kicked out myself. Mm. So um, so that's that's pretty, um, do I say, uh, business savvy. Like you weren't prepared to, to just kind of be an also-ran, an mm. acting mm. role. Yeah. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. properly. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. That's really fascinating. So the whole, all of my teachings, you know, I've had business, I've had marketing, I had um, computers, so IT, everything just continued to build on my, on my knowledge, I suppose, which has now given me the opportunity to have the role that I have mm. now. Which, which does require quite a diverse set of skills, doesn't mm. it? Yeah. Because you're dealing with lots of different people, yeah. you've got your staff, you've got the... Um, what do you call them? The, the Our people, residents. the residents. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. you've got that, and then you've yeah. got providers of all different yes. sorts of level of care and yeah. catering and all the things. Mm. Yeah. So you're juggling a lot. Yes. And you're still a mum. Yes. And a great one at that. Well, I love. I do. It's probably it's something that I really cherish being a mum. Mm. Um, and people, I suppose, is one of you know. It's funny because sometimes I say I really don't like people. But I, I think I actually really do and I love the I love to invest in people, I love to see people grow and I love to see people smile. Um, and that's what I love in people. I probably don't like when people are horrid. Mm. I don't like the horrible side of people and I can't understand that. You know, I can't understand why people would want to take someone's life or hurt somebody. Mm. And that's that's where I probably start to go down in the world and think, why? Why mm. would you even want to do that? Mm. So, yeah. There's, there's no doubt that, that we live in a world of contrast. There are some yeah. bright, beautiful, colourful times yes. and experiences and people. Yeah. And the reality is there are some 
deep, dark, horrible times and mm. experiences and people too, I yeah. dare say. Yeah. Um, I think family, but yes. certainly school, yeah. has a strong influence on building character. Absolutely. And you strike me as somebody with a very strong character. I wonder if you can describe the bigger picture of life that Yara has exposed to you or or in terms of your outlook on life. Yeah. And whether you can pinpoint how Yara impacted that. Well, I think even if we came to the motto of of Yara mm-hmm. and lift lift your eyes. Yep. Yeah. Lavavi Oculus yeah. to lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. To me, that is the world's your oyster. You know, keep your eyes open. I know when I started this job at Domwood, um, mum bought me a painting and it's this magnificent painting of just the tree trunks and looking up into the sky. And and for me, that's that's the world. That's what Yarra's given me. That's what my family's given me, my dad, my mum, my cousins, Mm. you know, everybody. It's just, you know, the world's your oyster. If you want something... You know, go for it. If you don't think you can achieve it, well, why? You know, or seek seek advice, mm. seek help mm. if you really want to achieve it. You know, sometimes you'll try things and you go, oh, nah, it didn't float your boat. And that's mm. fine too. You know, you don't have to succeed in everything. And, and what is success? You know, for me, success is, is happiness. It's where you want to be in the world. It's where you have put yourself and you can sit there and feel fulfilled. Mm. You can smile, you can rejoice, you can have your unhappy times, but your good times bring you out of your unhappy times. So success for me isn't a title, isn't a bank balance, isn't the material side of things. It's probably what makes you tick. Mm. And, um, you know, that's probably where I'm going at the moment. What's the purpose of life? You mm. know, I'm about nearly 50 and I'm like, what is the purpose? You know, I've got an, I've done 50 years. I've hopefully got another 50. What am I going to do now? Yeah. And how and you'd am reckon I going to make by a now, You've had enough time to work that out and nah. yet it continues <laughs> to be <Yeah>. just, <laughs> is this it? Oh, yeah. Maybe not. Maybe there is yeah. more. There is more. Yeah. Um, whether you reflect back to your time as a student mm-hmm. uh, and, and whether that be your, a school student or a university student yeah. or indeed now, what is it that, is there a rhythm or a routine or a habit that, that you have found helpful and useful to keep you up and about, both that, that notion of looking forward and, and looking out, but also there are times when we've got to get into the nitty gritty. Yeah. Are there uh, things that have helped you along the way? Mm. My mum and dad were really hard workers and so was my Orma and Orpa, I suppose. So my whole family have always been hard workers. And I so said, they modelled it? Yeah, they modelled that hard work. Sometimes I look at other people and think, mm, they're not working hard but they're achieving lots, you know, or they're, they're getting what they want. So do you always have to work hard to get what you want? I'm probably questioning that Mm. a little bit now and I don't think you necessarily always have to work hard. I think you have to work smart and hard. Um, And I can remember as a young girl with Dad and we're planting out rows and rows of bulbs and we'd have to dig it and we'd have to do all of these things with our hands and everything. And I went to Bunnings and I bought this piece of equipment to help me. And Dad was furious with me. No, you do it this way and everything. I'm like, no, but Dad, this makes it so much quicker and easier. 
But it was, so for me, it's accepting the younger generation. It's accepting the older generation. It's it's still learning. For me, every day is about learning. Mm. How can I do this better? How can I be a better person? And I'll see who's around me. I'll take, I don't have an ego. Mm -hmm. So I will take on what people say to me and I'll give, you know, I'll give it back to them if I don't think they're being just. But yeah, for me, it's about learning and that's how I can continue to achieve or be happy. Mm. This podcast is called Inspired by Yarra. Yep. And I wonder if you can think back, what inspired you while you were at Yarra? Well, I can think back or I can even think to half an hour ago when I drove in the gates again to mm. come into Yarra, which I did every coming in the bus every morning. And the inspiration is the opportunities. The inspiration is seeing um, the togetherness of, say, humans or a belonging. Um, I'm inspired by an inner feeling. I don't know. And I think at Donwood we have that too. People will come in and say it's the vibe. Mm. It's just how I feel. Mm. And I quite often when people are looking for an aged care home, I'll say to them, it's like when you picked a school. Mm. You've got to walk into that school and if it makes you smile and you're like, why is it making me smile? Mm. Or why do I feel so good standing here? And that's how I felt again today. Mm. That's how I felt I, if I, I would be lying if I said I felt it every day of, <laughs> of the two years from from being at Yarra, but that's that is how I felt, and it's still that uniform. I every day I put on that uniform, I felt in control. I felt mm. strong. I felt tall. I felt proud. That's some beautiful memories. <laughs> it is. I it really is. appreciate that. That's yeah, good. Really uh, tell me, uh, what's something that was important to you mm-hmm. when you were a student yeah. that's not so important to you now? Acceptance, maybe. Okay. Um, so then when you're a young person, you wanted to be accepted and there was some sense of uh, who am I yeah. involved and wrapped up in who accepts you and how you're accepted. Yeah, I think you wanted to be liked by yeah. everyone. Sure. You wanted to be accepted and you didn't want to think you didn't want to have the thought that someone mightn't like you. Mm. Whereas now I know there's people that don't like me. <laughs> you know, I know there's people that don't get me or um, question who I am, you know, but that's okay. Mm. You know, that's okay. Um, a person used to tell me that there's seven tribes in this world and we'll, we'll have – there's seven tribes and you're all a part of a different tribe. Some of you, you, you work together, some you fight against, some you love. Um, and I see that through life now, you know, and I see that through even my employees. I've got 170 employees and I see them all being different. But I need every single one of them because my residents are from the same tribes. They're all from different, different places. And we don't have to connect with everybody whereas I think at school I felt oh you know if they didn't like you or if they were talking about you that hurt you Mm, mm. whereas now if you know in your heart you probably trust your heart a lot more and you trust your instincts and you have a lot more resilience 
a little bit as you're older. And and I think that's the key, isn't it? It's that's experience and yeah. wisdom and life experience and authenticity. Like yes. I know it's a word that's thrown around, but it really is. It's it's something that I know my daughter and son don't understand, but it's what they describe now in their schoolyard. Mm. You know, oh, but she's just doing this because she just wants this. She's not doing it because, you know, and it's that authenticity and yes. we're talking to them about that at the moment. Sure, Because, sure. you know, they're not necessarily, you're still very vulnerable yes. in the schoolyard. Yes. I've really enjoyed my time with Natasha Wilkinson from the class of 1989. Natasha, what I'm going to do is ask a couple of quick fire questions. Yes. One to two word answers. We'll see yep. how we go. Yeah. Some of them will be about your time at Yarra and your remem- your memories of that time and some of them might be more current. But back at Yarra, what house were you in? Annals. We had Annals Army. The Annals t-shirts. Army. The Annals Army we were. And did you prefer the swimming sports or the athletic sports? I actually really enjoyed both. So I loved my swimming and I loved my sprints, hated the cross country. Um, but, yeah, I loved sport. The sport was fantastic. I was one of the sports captains, so it was... Is your name good. on any of the boards around the place? Yes. Which board? How many? Um, what for? <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in the yearbook with some basketball photos um, and then the sports captain. So Okay, so you're yeah. a leader while you were here? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Would, if you looked closely enough around the school, have you etched your name yourself anywhere? No, I was a good girl. I was a prefect. That's the right (laughs) answer. Um, What's one teacher, the name of a teacher who you remember fondly? Uh, I'd have to be Mr Hocking. Excellent. What was the first car you drove? I drove a Toyota Corona Mark II, which I rolled six weeks into getting my licence on the way to my biology exam. Goodness gracious Yeah, it was great. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's a, a book or a movie or a documentary that you think is compelling viewing? I'm going to have to pass because I don't watch TV. I don't really read books, but I will read what I need at that time and I probably live a lot off people's experience. So I'll contact and go and have coffee or see somebody a lot more if I know that they're into something that I need to know more about. Mm. Um, so I will read and I have read books. I did love the book with um, Lean from Cheryl being a female in the, in the, the industry and, a, you know, in a senior role. So I did read, I read her book and I've really cherished her book and learnt a lot from her book. Mm. What's the best advice you ever received? The best advice that I ever received was that to listen. So we have two ears and one mouth. And um, sometimes I'm not really good at it, but it's on my computer screen. It pops up on my phone regularly just to listen. Mm. That's a beautiful way to conclude this conversation with Natasha Wilkinson from the class of 1989. Natasha, thank you for your time. Thank you, Paul. And your generosity of sharing your thoughts and experiences along the way. I've, uh, I've enjoyed this very much. Yeah, so have I. Thank you. Terrific. And that wraps up another episode of Inspired by Yarra. And I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I have. And as we say at the end of all of our episodes, if 
if you know of a Yarra Ogramarian who you'd like to hear from, if you know anybody who knows Natasha, flick it their way, flick it to them, share it with them. Um, if this has stimulated some memories and some uh, experiences, in fact, if you'd like to counter anything that Natasha <laughs> has said, because you knew her when she was here <laughs> at school, maybe you were one of those young men who opened the door for her, and uh, or you might have been that one who picked her up and put her up into, into the uh, into the drink tap. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of uh, this podcast as we continue to seek to con- uh, grow our community and connect, stay connected with, uh, with all things Yarra. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you. And that wraps up another episode of Inspired by Yarra. And I hope you found this conversation interesting. Some interesting ideas about working harder versus working smarter and the value and importance of communication. How important, as Natasha said, how important it is to listen. As you know, we've got a growing library of episodes here in the Inspired by Yarra podcast, and by all means, share them, like them, give us a rating and a review, however you found us, whether it's on Stitcher Radio or iTunes, Google Play, However it is that you found us, we're glad that you've been able to join us. Please subscribe to make sure you don't miss another episode. And I hope you'll join us next episode when we do sit down with yet another Yog to see how they too have been inspired by Yarra. My name's Paul Joy and on behalf of everyone here at Yarra, I want to wish you another day of inspiration where you go out there with intentionality to make a positive impact in the world around you you